Uh, in my early days as a Christian, uh, there were a couple of verses which I was confused about because it, it looked like a, Jesus was contradicting himself. Um, it was uh, the Beatitudes. Um, the Jesus went up the mountain and the people who came with him up there were all believers. So he's talking to believers. And in Matthew chapter 6, for instance, he says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Yet earlier in chapter 5, he says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. They may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I thought to myself, Lord, are you contradicting yourself? Are you, you, are, you are Jesus. That you, you, you are the truth, and I. Why you wouldn't contradict yourself? What am I misunderstanding? It's me that has to understand what you're saying. And it, it, the Lord showed me the, his meaning uh, of, of why this apparent contradiction. He showed me there are two ways you can shine your light. There are two ways. There are two ways your good works can be seen. And the difference between these two ways is your attitude and motive. It's your, that's what differs. The proper way is to have an attitude and heart which says, Lord, I want your name to be glorified in my life. Uh, 
So it's not me that gets your attention, but it's God that gets your attention. I think Remember in the first verse I said, so they may see your good deeds and praise you? No. Praise your father in heaven, not you. Because there's this other attitude which is seeking self-glory. And the normal human nature is always seeking self-glory. And this temptation to seek self-glory is always there. For instance, if I'm putting my hands on somebody uh, and uh, asking God for healing, I'm praying and there are people watching. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, how nice it would be if this person fell down on the floor, you know, uh, got, and got healed and it became obvious that God was working through me. They would be if I'm singing God's praises, if I'm singing a, a song to God, I, I may be singing to show off my lovely, although you may laugh, my lovely operatic voice, you know. <laughs> If I'm praying, I may want to impress everyone by my beautiful poetry. And if I'm giving, I may give a thousand pounds to the church so people can see, see my thousand pounds and be very impressed with me. If I'm going to a Bible study, I may go to a, want to go to a Bible study where people know very little and they'll be so impressed with my knowledge. But you know, all these examples I've given have good end results. Yeah, the church gets a thousand pounds, you know, and we're praying, we're doing things. But these examples are good results, but the motive is completely wrong. Because 
because I'm glorifying myself. You're glorifying yourself. People are saying how good you are, you know? Well, they should say when they should be glorifying God. You know something, it's impossible to shine your light and not be seen. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So your good works will always be seen. But it's the attitude of our good works that, that's the, the, the main thing here. The attitude and the motive. When Isaiah, in chapter 6 of Isaiah, saw God on his throne, he fell down, he fell down. He saw God's holiness. God's power, he saw himself and his people compared to God's holiness and realized they were unclean, they were sinners. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a sinner. After he was cleansed by burning coal on his lips, he was cleansed and his sins were forgiven. God said, God said, who shall I send? Yeah, to the people. Isaiah said, send me, send me, please send me. I'm ready. Send me, God, please send me. Because he wanted to serve. All the people would have seen the change in him. Isaiah didn't suddenly want to discuss biblical doctrine and, uh, at infinitum. He was ready to serve. But we need to serve today, not tomorrow. We need to serve. Serve people. You, you can, when, you're, when you, your light shines, when you serve, you cannot help people seeing that. They're going to see it. But you heal, you sing, you pray, you give, you, you, you do Bible study for the right motive. And the right motive is to glorify God. 
So they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We must always let people see and know that uh, that it is God's power working through us that is doing the serving. Amen. So that he takes the glory. And, and then he says, Jesus says, otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven, no reward for doing all this. You know, something else I, you know, I realize is that how we live on earth, will affect our heavenly living also. Our attitude and heart in our works of service affect us eternally. How is that going to do happen? Is we we look at Second Corinthians chapter five verse ten. Paul says, "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due to him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad." Paul is comparing to the, it's called the BEMA seat, BEMA seat, where prizes were awarded to the runners in the games at Corinth, where the Olympic Games started. But they were rewarded by the Stephanos in Greek, meaning the crown. They were given a crown. This is the Christian race Paul talks about when he says, I have run the race. Hmm. As we know, for the Christian, there is no judgment for sin because hmm. Christ has already taken the punishment for that. But each one of us will stand before him to be judged. Each one of us believe too, not for What will he be judging? 
Your reward, what your reward is, this is what he'll be judging. And this will depend on the basis of how you have lived your life on earth. Works and service done that is not self-centered and which glorifies God will be rewarded. Amen. Works done for self-glory will not be rewarded, no matter how spectacular that, that glory is. Paul also says in Corinthians, for no, for no one can lay any foundation other than our already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, precious stones, wood, uh, hay or straw, his work will be shown for what it is. It will, be, it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. Praise God, each one of us has this foundation, because this foundation is being saved from sin by Jesus Christ. He, we've, we've been laid. We have the foundation. Having received our forgiveness of sins by faith in Jesus, we are urged to build on it, not to just stay there with just foundations. We are urged to build on it. This is why James says, faith without works is dead. This is what we are to do. To, to, uh, we, this is our service and works. If they glorify God, they will pass this judgment of fire and we will receive our reward. We will, we will receive this crown in heaven, which Paul talks about. There are four crowns specifically mentioned in the Bible. Crown of righteousness. 
Apalutaga. Crown of Life. Ganhitaga. Crown of the Martyr. Nahatakuchan Taga. And Crown of Glory. But there are many more. These are just the specifically mentioned crowns. And this crown opens up privileged positions in heaven. You know, many people think this is not impor important to me. As long as I get to heaven, uh, it doesn't matter. I can be a doorkeeper. <laughs> but this is not obviously what, not what Jesus thinks. He's saying it's important. It's important enough to judge. Sorry. Please, uh, once again. Repeat. It's not what Jesus thinks. Jesus thinks this is important. It's important enough to be judged by fire. So it's clear that in heaven there are variable degrees of reward. And although it doesn't say in the Bible, uh, I'm sure in, in hell there will be various degrees of punishment. It looks to me that all in heaven are not equal. I mean, after all, you compare Paul to the thief on the cross mm. next, to, next to Jesus. Mm. Oh. One lived the life, he ran the race, he received the crown. The other went to heaven on his on the dying and as he was, as he was dying, he, did, he didn't receive any any crown or anything. He was just uh, in heaven. <laughs> he crept <laughs> So this is a very important lesson for us to learn. Jesus is telling us that the reward determining factor is not the work itself. But the attitude or the motive by which that work is being done. If you do amazing things with the wrong motive, when that is tested by God, 
It would, go up in the, it would go up in the puff of smoke, the fire. Look on your heart, not your actions. Always do works to glorify your Father in heaven. Gain your reward. Then we have the example of the... Um, for instance, you can look look at examples of how you how to give, how to pray, how to fast, to do it in the right with the right motive. Many many And you can look at those many anywhere. But one example is like. Uh, Jesus, when he was watching this woman, this poor woman, who gave her two coins uh, at the temple treasury. Jesus, Jesus is sitting there watching people putting their money in the temple treasury. You can compare his sitting there with the judgment seat he will be sitting on. How impressed he was with this lady who put in the, just the two coins, which were very little value. How impressed he was with her. For a long time I used to think, why is it mentioned that she's a, she had two coins? Because if she had two, she could have given one and kept the other one for herself. She gave both. She gave everything. She had the right motive. You know what? Jesus wouldn't be so impressed with a very rich person. Who builds a whole church. And names it after himself or his family. <laughs> because that will be glorifying himself. The judgment seat that will go up in, in smoke. This week we heard of the death of our brother Ravi, Ravi Zachariah. What a, I, I had the privilege of meeting him in Ashburnham. You know, for a long time I've been a bit skeptical of people who put their ministries in their own name, which is very, Americans do that a lot. Because 
For instance, you, for instance, you have Joyce Meyer Ministries, yeah, and you had Ravi Zachariah Ministries, and I was a bit suspicious. I mean, are, are these people just there to glorify themselves? Why are they putting their name on it? Never mind that, but I, I, Ravi was such a humble, he's a brilliant mind, he's got a brilliant mind. He went to Oxford and uh, God showed himself to him when he was committing suicide. He was on a bed of suicide, he talks about. And he was such a lovely man, such a, such a I don't humble. Know, humble man. That's the word I'm looking for. Humble man, such a humble person. And he, we went for lunch together in Ashburn in, one, in, in, in an Indian restaurant because he loved Indian And he did, he, did, he did a course on apologetics. So, you know, brilliant, absolutely brilliant thinker. thinker. He would go to universities and lecture and, 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 and debate people who were, who were atheists or, or a different religion. And the, the one thing he, he also said that we're doing apologetics and you're going to think yourself very clever by answering people. But I want you to humble yourself because we're not just going to do apologetics, we're going to do a course on discipleship as well. Because otherwise there's a danger that you will get big headed. And I have, we all, many have much to owe him actually. There's so much he's done to my Christian faith, like many others have as well. I'm sure he will have a huge crowd in heaven, mm -hmm. you know? At the judgment seat of Christ, he will, he will have you know, when we preach about certain traits, we use biblical characters. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a lot of... Uh, Examples of people of great faith. 
But I, Hilda, have had the privilege of seeing in our lives so many people of faith and uh, with humility and for the right actions, you know, for the right motives. They will, they will turn their life to the work of Jesus Christ. So many people who have shown us how to run this Christian race. So many people, you know, uh, like from Papa Seth, from our brother Haig who was martyred, our brother Edward, our brother, brother Sam and Lynn. And so many people some they've been so influential in our Christian lives and and help us to grow in Christ. And Ravi is just one another one of them. Praise God. So let's remember this. Let's remember how important it is to build on the foundations of Jesus Christ has given us. And like Isaiah, let's, let's after our sins have been forgiven, after we've been cleansed, after we've been made righteous in Christ, Asking when God asks, Who shall I send? Let's say, Send me, Lord, send me, God. And let's be sent by Jesus Christ with the right spirit and with the right attitude to glorify God. Amen. Amen. Sorry for Zoom, I've been a bit longer than I usually like to be, but I needed to get that message across. Thank you very much, Brother Charles. Very good message. Very good message. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Charles. Thank you so much, Brother Charles. Actually, I was thinking about all you shared over the past week, and I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing this powerful message. And I just want to add one verse to what you shared, which talked to my heart a lot over the past few days. 
It's from mm -hmm. First Peter chapter one verse seventeen. It says, "Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear." Amen. 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 I like this aspect. He says in reverent fear, following what you shared. How careful we should be with our motives as we work for the Lord or serve Him. But there should be an aspect of fear, and in Persian, is translated as trembling. That fear and trembling should be in us as we serve him so we make sure our motives are pure absolutely absolutely very good point very good point um in regards to rewards in heaven um we don't compare ourselves with somebody who's called an evangelist example somebody's called to be an evangelist and thousands get saved and through me, only example, one person. We have to be faithful what God has called us in. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not a competition with other people. Yeah. competition is against ourselves. Are we doing the best we can and are we doing it with the right motive and with the right attitude? Yeah. Motive and attitude, that is uh, number the one. Key. Yeah. The key. Yeah. Praise God. That's why he gave the example of the woman who just gave two coins. That's all he could do, she could do, and she did it. Yeah. And I think each of us have different callings. It's important Absolutely. that in our callings, we have the yeah. right motive and attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very powerful message. And I want to encourage all of us, since we have the Pentecost next week, we get yes. prepared to get filled again with Holy Spirit. We will have more special worship and uh, I'm sure the preaching will be in the same direction and we might have a time for praying so that we get filled again with the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Can I just quickly share something? Um, there was a time uh, in our lives when we had both mothers uh, well in their 90s, my mom living with us, my mother-in-law living in the care home. And I had to get up six o'clock in the morning to measure her blood sugar, prepare her breakfast, um, give her injection, medication, etc. And I really didn't have time uh, to do Bible study and to pray. And Satan kept telling me that, you know, you're negligent of your time with the Lord, negligent of your time with the Lord. And then uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said, now what you are doing is the best so kind you. of service that you can offer. I don't want you to read the book. I don't want you to pray. That's easy now. What is difficult now is what you are doing. And that counts as prayer and serving me. So then um, at his peace. But before I was feeling guilty that I had neglected him. So, Hilda, Hilda yes. can I say something? Yes, This please. morning, so yes. uh, I can uh, because yeah, this morning... Yes. I was thinking yes. about your mom and your mother-in-law. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, honestly, honestly, yes. uh, yes. now you're talking. And I just thought that how lucky they were, both of them, yes. that, that they have you and Charles, that you look after them so well. I don't know why it came to my mind. I don't know, yes, yeah. Well, uh, actually, yes. Yeah. that's the so, kind of service so what you're saying now i'm just uh, i don't know how to say hasta del in english confirm 
Yeah, I confirm. Yeah, I forgot that word. I confirm it now. So what God told you that that that's what it is because just out of the bloom, it just came to my mind. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, we think that service is like Billy Graham to preach to four thousand people come to the Lord. Of course, that is his calling. But as uh, has already been said, we all have at different times different calling, and we have to come out of our comfort zone and do it with the right attitude and the right motive. Yeah. And he gives us the strength to do it. He gives us the strength to do it. Yeah. You had wonderful mom and wonderful mother-in-law. I always, I always know. remember that beautiful smile. Yes. It was so much, we were blessed with them. And we keep saying that, thank God they weren't around now to be afflicted with coronavirus. That would have been so difficult. At least they spared that. They were spared that, yes. It would be <laughs> We've been blessed with a lot of elderly people in our church. Yes, yes. Uh, we've blessed with the uh, Humpard Soul, yes, and, yes. and we've been blessed with oh, Vasquez's mom, and you know. Yes, yes. They're all. Uh, we've been just... blessed with Martin. Yeah, lovely. We've been blessed with Vartan. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah.